0: Five, four, three, two. Like Freddy from iCarly. <laughs> yeah, don't say one. Oh, hey guys. Thank you for joining in. It is time for the officially unofficial podcast of Rockford, Illinois. That's right. It's time for Live from the 815 <laughs>
1: Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store off the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I'll relate really
0: Welcome. Walk. It is live from the eight one five podcast, episode twenty-eight. Um it is the usual uh dynamic duo, one two punch, um peanut butter, jelly, banana sandwich. Um, what was
2: the banana in our peanut butter and jelly?
0: Our Lord Jesus Christ, because he's, oh, all, he's always with us. Um, <laughs> how could I forget? It's, it's me, it's Colton St. Vincent, it's Jake LaRue with the do over there um, through the Skype camera that is not working. So sh- big shout out to Skype for, uh, yet again, um, being complicated. So Jake, yeah, how the, really- how the heck are you? I-
2: I'm great. We have an awesome interview with Pat Manley today. We do. Former long snapper of the Bears, 16-year career with the Bears, 14 years as a captain of the Bears. And uh, speaking of uh, Skype, I don't it know almost if that ruined everything. Right. <laughs> it almost ruined everything with that interview because uh, he was literally four minutes from calling us, and uh, my Skype decided, my whole laptop decided to restart, and Skype needed an update right then, right Right then and now, yeah. So, so it was like a last second. I literally, I turned it on, connected <laughs> to Colton, and the phone call came in. Yeah, so, and uh, when he connected, you it, it was heart.
0: super. It was really laggy. It sounded terrible. And when I was panicking, and then all of a sudden my phone rang, <laughs> and, <laughs> was, and it was, it was just pure luck. And that is yeah. why I tossed in the banana to the peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
2: Yeah, thank you, Banana, aka Jesus. But um AKA <laughs> It's a great interview. Pat Manley's a ton of fun. Uh yeah, he was he was it was probably one of our better interviews.
0: But before we get to that, we need to talk about the NFL now. We talked to Pat about his career in the NFL, even asked him about the uh Chicago Bear coaching vacancy, but we have other stuff to get to, and that is the NFL playoffs are officially playoffs. here. Playoffs. Playoffs.
2: Talking playoffs. And uh, we have some interesting matchups coming up this week. A few. Uh, it's funny because I-, I guarantee there's one person on the planet that predicted the uh, Bills and Jags would be playing one of the playoffs. Cause, uh, and that's happening. <laughs> that's yes, happening.
0: That, that is the game that I'm looking the most forward to.
2: Me it's, too. Uh, totally agree.
0: Um, it's cool to see that one of them... They are going to advance to the next round. Um, I do want to see the Jags make a run. I like. I've always liked the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've always felt bad for them. They, they can. I feel like they can be more popular if they change their uniforms. They have the colors. They have the colors. Um, <laughs> they have
2: sick helmets.
0: I hate. I hate their helmets. But they have a sick ass defense. Playing <laughs> the Buffalo Bills. And the reason the Bills made the playoffs. Was because the Baltimore Ravens choked, and Andy Dalton became an elite quarterback for three minutes.
2: Yeah, that was probably the most exciting. Uh, that that was so cool. I mean, I was watching Red Zone, and you know he was keeping us updated on because I couldn't have given less of a shit about the Packers game, and uh, so I was just watching Red Zone all day. And uh, man, the uh, did you see the clip of the Bills watching the Bengals game? Gave yes, me I chills. did.
0: No, yeah, it was it was cool. There was there's plenty of um, of uh, videos out there on the internet.com dot com that show Bills fans seeing the the touchdown with like what 30 seconds left in the uh, Bengals yeah. Ra- Ravens game. Yeah. Super super dramatic. Fourth and 15, I believe. Huge pass. Ravens choke. Bills make the playoffs. Bills Mafia facing off against uh, jagging off Jacksonville Jaguars. It's gonna. Yeah. It's definitely, if you bet that, you are a rich man preseason. Yeah,
2: you, those odds are astronomical. You know what's funny about the Jags, though, is uh, they drafted Leonard Fournette, like, fourth overall. Like, I I, I think that's a huge mistake. I think they could have easily, they could have just taken Deshaun Watson and think how much better they would be if, you know, because who cares that they, no one's scared of them that they have Leonard Fournette. You know, I know he's a good running back, but, uh,
0: well, Which, no one's scared just, of him because I, everyone everyone stacks the box because they have no wide receivers or They're,
2: quarterback.
0: I, I mean, I don't I don't think Bortles is that terrible. He just he he didn't have his one, two, or three receiver for like fifty percent of the season.
2: Yeah, I guess that's true. But he's also been bad for several seasons. I don't know. I just we'll see if they stick with him. I'm guessing they will because he led them to a playoff. But I mean, that defense is just nasty. So, but the I'm rooting really hard good. for the Bills. I'm I'm rooting Bills all day. Bills mafia, baby.
0: I'm I'm gonna root for the Jaguars. How about that?
2: Oh, bring it, bitch. Oh, <laughs>
0: um, oh, uh, boy. The other
2: irrelevant matchup of the week. It would be the Titans and Chiefs. I would say is the next least interest, or you know, I guess that one's the most interesting. The least yeah. The interesting Titans and Chiefs, are, Titans don't, and Chiefs.
0: Like, don't even come anywhere close. Like people. I've seen on the internet.com that people in Tennessee want, like our fans want Mike Malarkey fired.
2: Yeah, I could see why. They did nothing really well this year. They snuck into the playoffs. Marcus Mariota finished with 13 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. That's not good. Not a good sign for your you know, future. According to our
0: stats team, that is actually bad.
2: Yeah, uh, we're crunching some numbers, and that is more interceptions than touchdowns.
0: If oh. our team is right, now that you now that you say that, I I see that right here. Yes, you are correct. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so I think the Chiefs are just going to spank them. But the Chiefs have been inconsistent. But I did not want the the Titans are the only team that made the playoffs I, that I really was not rooting for. I really wanted the Chargers to sneak in there. Yeah, uh,
0: Philip Rivers in the, in the playoffs one last time, or not last time, but he's he's getting older, and um, I love a good Philip Rivers freakout. So a playoff, a close playoff loss. Like, uh, you give me Philip Rivers minute thirty, with two timeouts down, like down a score. That's the Phillip Rivers that I want to see.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, and the Chargers I think would easily show would be scarier to play against than Tennessee or Buffalo. But I'm happy Buffalo made it because their fans deserve it, and uh, Ten Ugh, Tennessee, you know, it, it just came down to tiebreakers. So yuck. Yuck! His yuck is right.
0: Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> uh, the NFC games look exciting. Uh, here, let's make our picks for the Titans, Chiefs, Chiefs, right? <laughs> you got the Chiefs? Yes, I do. Oh, that, good take. Good that take. Was, uh, that was a little, Rams, uh, uh, Falcons. That's, that's what that's what Rams. we
0: in the uh, showbiz call a uh, dramatic pause.
2: Suspense. Uh, what most people would call probably the most exciting matchup: Rams and Falcons. I love me some Rams this year, but uh it's gonna be hard to pick them, uh, with Jared Goff being so young and their coach being a rookie coach and their leading receiver is also a rookie. But uh and I also picked the Falcons to not make the playoffs, which I was wrong about 'cause I did but I did say, uh, you know, how are they gonna make the playoffs? I think New Orleans and Carolina are gonna make it. And all three of them ended up making it. So I did. You know, uh, Jake, I'm, I'm do, you, do you remember my it.
0: Super Bowl pick?
2: Uh, I don't.
0: It's the Falcons. I uh, the Falcons. Oh yeah, you did that despite. It. I picked the Falcons to beat the Oakland Raiders. <laughs> Oakland Raiders of all teams. Um, so I'm just not gonna say that second. I'll I'll cut out that that second part. Yeah,
2: we'll cut that in post. But uh, yeah, I think this is gonna be a really exciting matchup. The Rams are a fun team to watch. Todd Gurley put up numbers that are put them in the MVP conversation Shout out to
0: Nick for move on
2: yeah uh, yeah um so that's going to be probably the most fun game I'm going to be picking the Falcons to win it even though I don't think they're that good I just don't I don't trust young quarterbacks in the playoffs you know I too so.
0: am picking um the Falcons because they're going to win the Super Bowl and I'm going to sound correct
2: <laughs> and that's that's the goal here and then we got the Panthers and the Saints which is another really good, you know, two good teams. I'm taking the Saints because I think they're really fun to watch. And I hate Cam Newton, so. uh. I can
0: see why you hate Cam Newton. um, But I said I liked him like three or four years ago, and I'm – even though I don't like him, I'm going to defend him like I do like him.
2: Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm, I'm not a flip-flopper. Uh, that's what's wrong with the uh, pussification of America. I'm still Team Cam Newton, even though I don't like him at all.
2: <laughs> yeah, he, even though he annoys the shit out of me, I am kind of <laughs> love of a Almost I said everything he says several years ago.
0: in his attitude, and he didn't die for that fumble in the Super Bowl, and he steals my wardrobe. I don't like him one bit. Not a Cam Newton guy, but I'm officially picking the Panthers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could say the same thing about Jameis Winston. I I absolutely, he annoys the shit out of me, but I said I liked him in the draft, and I said he was going to be really good, so you know what? Future MVP, Jameis Winston, baby. He eats
0: a lot of W's out there, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, you know what you don't get on this show? Flip-floppers.
0: Nope. You get incorrect takes and and incorrect info. Because we said one thing one time, <laughs> and and us
2: lying to ourselves.
0: Yeah, I'm so good at that.
2: <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's the playoff matchups. Um, how fun!
0: We're gonna keep track, and we're not gonna change the numbers at all. And we're gonna keep you the real numbers. And the uh, the loser of me and Jake is going to pay the winner three hundred and fifty five dollars.
2: Oh, shit. Okay. Because <laughs> un- keep track of that.
0: That was undiscussed before, and uh, it's official.
2: <laughs> yeah, and our, and our playoff picks before the season. We're going to go back and look at those, and those are going to count towards it, too.
0: Yes, but it's going to – I mean, that's just Jake digging uh, his own grade because I picked the Falcons to win the Super Bowl.
2: You did. I don't – I literally have no idea who I picked to win the think, Super Bowl.
0: Didn't you pick the Jets? <laughs>
2: I would almost guarantee I
0: did not pick the Jets. You had a Jets-Niners Super Bowl, and I was like, Jake, that's a terrible idea. But you both (laughs) missed the playoffs.
2: Both of those teams ended up winning more games than people expected.
0: Well, what's crazy is that the episode of us talking about it got deleted, so thank God I I kept a record, and that's just how it works sometimes, you know?
2: Yeah, shit. I guess I owe you $355 now. Correct. All right.
0: Um, Another NFL big old topic is the Hall of Fame uh, ballot came out with the... Is, it, is this the final round coming up of voting?
2: No, there's uh, two more rounds. This is the Holy finalists, <laughs> but it's it's 15 Dude. names, and uh, it was narrowed down from 27 semifinalists. So I got a little a little blurb here. The Hall of Fame selection committee will narrow the list down to 10 and then 5, and then those 5 are voted on by the committee. And a player must receive 80% yes votes to make it in the Hall of Fame. So
0: so if if you vote for the Hall of Fame, can you vote yes on all five players?
2: I think so, yeah.
0: I've never heard this in my life. I don't know why. Yeah, I,
2: I, I didn't know how the NFL Hall of Fame worked either. But there's some fascinating names in here that people, I'm sure. Only five names get out. in? Uh, just this year. I mean, uh, you you can keep going. You know, you uh, get, he'll be out of next year. Because like, there's way more than five names that are going to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's why all I'm, this... like,
0: blown away. There's a shit ton of people coming up.
2: Yeah, let me list these. Uh, we got Ray Lewis, Brian Erlocker, two of the best middle linebackers of all time. Randy Moss, Terrell Owens, two of the best wide receivers of all time. Then you got Isaac Bruce, uh, John Lynch, Brian Dawkins, Edger and James. Um, there's a guy, Ty Law. Tony Vaselli, who's a tackle. Cordell
0: Stewart on there yet?
2: I don't see... I see Alan Fanica.
0: Mm. I saw Steve Hutchinson's on there.
2: Yes. Uh, Joe Jacoby. No idea who that is.
0: Joe Jacoby, <laughs> the yeah, the the, the football player.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. He, yep the, no, good call. It is a football player. Thank you. So that's a lot of names. Um, I think Ray Lewis and Brian Erlacher are shoo ins uh, A lot of people think Randy Moss is, but I'm not convinced because... Terrell Owens isn't in the Hall of Fame yet, uh, and that's strictly because he was a big dickhead. And uh, good, you can I like
0: I like being petty, and I like my um, Hall of Fame voters to also be petty.
2: Yeah, it's it's I like my Hall of Fame voters to be very childish and petty. And even though they never played with these guys, I want them to take the word of other people who played with them and just use that as you know to yes. make to completely discredit. A, One of the best receivers of all time's career. I mean, I just don't don't understand. Because
0: (laughs) um, Moss Owens and Isaac Bruce are what, like one, two, or they're like two, three, four in uh, receiving yards, right? Yeah.
2: None of them are anywhere near Jerry Rice, but yeah.
0: And honestly, like at their peak, from what I've seen, Jerry Rice never had a blow me away season. He was just really solid for a very long time.
2: Yes yes uh
0: randy moss had the seasons that blew you away had the plays that made you stop and watch and yeah
2: oh no i think randy moss if i had to pick a receiver you know any sort of you know any receiver to just start a franchise with it's randy moss i mean he's fuck mary kill randy moss
0: uh jerry rice kevin white go
2: uh wait fuck Fuck mary Mary Kill? kill Yes. I'd probably marry Kevin White because he's not going to have CTE because he didn't play (laughs) very much.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. And
2: then I'm going to fuck Randy Moss and kill whoever the other person was.
0: (laughs) The the last person was Jerry Rice.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Jerry. You're dying. You ever seen the video game? It's for the Wii. It's called Football with Friends or something. It's Jerry Rice and a dog. (laughs) (laughs) And you play football with, like, dogs.
0: I can't say I have, but I'm going to look up a video and we're going to tweet that out at the uh, backup quarterback Twitter.
2: Yeah, I think a picture might just do it justice, but the cover of it—you got to okay. look it up. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's
0: just... yeah. check out at um, backupqb underscore blog on the Twitter.com. We'll tweet that out for you. It's uh, it sounds riveting. It sounds like that's some good stuff.
2: Yeah, you you should all go buy a Wii because I know none of you have it still, and then go play that game. So um, we got some more NFL news we can jump into. We sure uh, do, Jake. The Bears and Packers are really shaking shaken things up. It's really way more surprising that, of all the uh, shaking that the Packers have done because everyone expected the Bears to lo- uh, fire John Fox, which they did. Uh, but the Packers fired Dom Capers, their defensive coordinator, first of all. They extended Mike McCarthy, gave him, he's now on a two-year contract.
0: At this point, um, yeah, Skype just stopped working for a long period of time, and, um, we're sorry about the uh, inconvenience, but here we go, we're back into it now. Hello? Hello? Oh, oh, can you hear me? Yes, it it didn't go, it, it, literally, every time I mention Ted Thompson, it... (laughs) Well, I thought it froze, and I, I just had my head, like, on the on my desk. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, this
2: is awful. Why can't I just get, like, it's, it's like, like a- every time I say this one sentence, like, right now, we're talking fine. I could be You several. know what? Just,
0: just fucking do it, because we, we're still recording somehow. True. Uh, you, know, and you know what? Guess what?
2: Ted Thompson, the GM of the Packers, <laughs> also stepped down.
0: Holy fuck. <laughs> Hang on. Pause right here. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, this fucking Skype sucks, and it, it, um, it kicked me off my computer three times. So that's why, emotionally, I, I just went through so much to get to that stupid Ted Thompson news.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Literally every time I talk about this Ted Thompson thing, our computer is shut down, so I think <sighs> it's a conspiracy. So uh right, Continue. We're just going to chug along. And uh, Ted Thompson, who was the GM and president of football operations of the Packers, was. stepped down and now he's a senior advisor, which means he does nothing. He basically just retired. So the Packers are going to hire a new GM and a new D coordinator for the first time basically since I've been like a, a real like fan of the Packers. Like I've always been a fan, but I didn't know what was going on. We hired Dom Capers when I was 13 years old and Ted Thompson when I was 11 years old. So this is going to be a lot of fun for Packers fans. Everything's going to change. Uh, there's a few names. One of them that everyone is excited about is Wolf, who has been in the under the wings for a while. And his dad has a street named after him in Green Bay. And he was also the one to sign Reggie White. So uh, he's beloved by Packer fans. And that's the fan pick. But there's also a guy named Gunkunst, who is my pick because his name is Gunkunst and that'll be fun to say forever. So uh things for the Packers are really shaken up. Uh, we're always the most boring team in the off season, but uh you know, things might completely change. Everything's gonna change for the Packers really. It's uh it's exciting. So
0: Yeah, everything is changing for a bunch of teams around the league. Um a lot of uh teams lost their head coach, including your Chicago Bears five and eleven record. Um, yeah. Not uh, not many good seasons for John Fox at all. I think his record. I don't have I don't have it in front of me, but according to my research team, it's really bad. So yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, I had uh, there was a stat about John Fox about games in which he was favored, in which his team was favored. Uh, um, against the spread, he lost every single one of those games. <laughs> he, he was zero and seven, I want to say, until oh. they play, beat the Browns. So uh, he broke the streak finally, and uh, that he said he the, he had the record by I think three games. So it wasn't even close. Like the next longest streak was four straight games where they were favored and uh, they lost. He had seven. So he's not a good coach. The Bears really needed to move on, but you know we get we talk more in depth with that with our amazing guests. So you want to jump into that?
0: Um, I guess I, I guess we can. Uh, here is our interview with uh, former NFL long snapper, Chicago Bear, all-time leader in games played. Um, me and Jake's possible new best friend, I was say,
2: current new best friend, and golfing buddy.
0: Yes, at, at least friend of the program. Best friend is yet to be determined. Here is our interview with Patrick Manley. All right, we now welcome on a very special guest, former NFL long snapper and the Chicago Bears all-time leader in career games played, Patrick Manley. All right. Ooh. Yes. We have a we have a live studio audience, so that's what that uh Oh yeah, you gotta be I like that. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, of <laughs> course, no problem.
2: <laughs> so we're gonna jump right into the hard hitting questions here, Pat. Have you had an yeah. interview yet? Or have, have you, you talked, talked to Ryan Pace about setting up an interview for the head coaching <laughs> vacancy of the Chicago Bears? Because I can't I figure out anyone that. more following. The answer is no. The answer is no and I don't want that job. Those guys work too
3: <laughs> their hours are too crazy and you know that's, that's a lifestyle that I just I, I don't want, and that's kind of why the the reason I chose not to get get into coaching uh, since I retired.
0: Yeah, that's All that's right. a a lot less time for um for rounds of golf, and from what I know, exactly. you are you are set on your uh, golf game. So
3: you're right. It's uh, once the season ends, I've already got my plans booked to get down to Florida to get some rounds of golf in to get out of this cold weather here in Chicago.
0: Oh God, yeah, it's 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 brutal right now, but. But uh, so I guess we can just hop right into your career. Um, so you were a hell of a NFL long snapper. Um, according to our research team that works tire, uh, tirelessly, 2,282 snaps without a botched snap. Were you just born to be a, a long snapper? And did you know how good you were at uh, long snapping growing up?
3: Well, I appreciate your research team. They missed one. ahead of that botched snap in the San Francisco game. At Soldier Field, if you remember the game where it was windy, like 30 mile an hour winds, where Robbie Gold kicked a field goal and it went out of bounds.
0: Okay, okay. I had,
3: a, I had a botched field goal on a PAT. It didn't throw a tight spiral, caught the wind incorrectly, and got away from Brad Maynard. But so I had one, so I'm not perfect. and I kind of like that. I don't. You don't. You never want to be perfect. You got to be able to learn from your mistakes. And then, two, to answer your question about honestly being a long snapper, my brother was is five years older, played at Notre Dame. Came back uh, after his freshman year of college, and he wanted to learn how to long snap to try to get on the field earlier. He was there in '88 when they had won the national championship, so he was there with all these great players and was trying to find a way to get on the field quicker. And uh, we were in the front yard long snapping, and he was the one doing it, and I was throwing it back. and I was like, "Oh, let me give it a shot." And honestly, it just something that came natural. I could throw the ball pretty well like a quarterback, and that's pretty much it's a similar grip with your dominant hand that way, but. It's something that just came natural, and then I took pride in doing it wanting to be the guy on every team from eighth grade on. I uh, had some good guys I had to compete against in high school, which made me better, and then got to Duke, and our guy who was a senior, um, hurt his neck, I think, like, first day of full pad, so I had to use up my redshirt year and snap, you know, every game I was there at Duke when I could play. So it's something I took pride in, and yeah, it's weird. It's something I could just, I could do well, you know, just when I, when I first time I bent over
0: and did it. So, yeah, so that's what you get when your research team uses Wikipedia, and that's about it. So, so heads are going to roll on this one, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah,
2: we're, we're firing everyone. Uh, and you have to have one messed mess up snap where people will start accusing you of being a robot of some sort. But, yeah, exactly. uh, yeah, steroids. We've been on the, the Bears team is known for their special teams, has been known for their special teams for a long time since, you know, well before Devin Hester. You guys have had some great coaching. And if you saw the only way the Bears could score last week, was on the classic fake-em-out punt return. Uh, I want to know, were you around when that was conceived as an idea? Because uh, I know the Bears seem to do pull that off more than any other team in the NFL, where their main yeah. punt returner pretends to catch the ball, and then their backup guy catches it and runs into the end zone while no one watches them. Were you there when that yeah. was come up with, or what do you know? I about, was, that
3: was. That was the Dave Tobes special. So we uh, knew the Green Bay, I believe their kick was Tim Mastay at the time, the punter, excuse me. Whenever he was in the plus area, so the ball was on you know, the 50-yard line going in, he would hit that, they call it a flip-flop kick, where it's the end-over kick, and okay. 99% of the time when he would do that, it would go left. That's just the way it came off his foot. So he decided, all right, let's put Johnny Knox, actually, he did it with Johnny Knox covering the gunner on the return team's right side, and then Devin Hester failed to the left, which would be the punt team's right side, so he went over it acting like the ball was coming there, but us knowing that 99% of the time he would hit this little flip-flop ball to the left corner, Dave Tove said, all right, Johnny Knox, you're going to run back to this spot, this is where the ball will be, Devin, you run over here, all 11 guys will run after you, and it worked perfectly, unfortunately, I think it was Corey Graham had a phantom holding call that had it called back, but uh, I think Aaron Rodgers said it was one of the greatest plays he's ever seen, and and it was amazing because it would put us back into the game. If they would have counted that as a touchdown, I think we would have been down by like two or three with a couple minutes to go and had a chance to win the game. But, uh, yeah, I was there with Dave Tobe when he drew it up. So everybody that does it after or now or since that time, I, I, it's the Dave Tobe special. Nobody else can take credit It was all him.
0: <laughs> all right. That's um, awesome it seemed like you were a huge locker room guy during your career and your teammates would constantly bring up your name in interviews with, with the media. um Praising you, Robbie Gold even called you the unsung hero of the NFL. Did you pride yourself on gaining everyone's respect in the uh, locker room? And how much money did you pay Robbie Gold to say that to the media? <laughs> Robbie just knew if he, he
3: had to say that because I had to keep giving him you know good snaps all the time to help make his kick. So that's just being a good teammate. <laughs> That the big thing was I just I truly enjoyed what I did so much and then we had guys in that locker room every every guy in that locker room I can't recall I've had that question to ask, who did you hate that you played with or who did you not like honestly there is not a single guy in that locker room that I didn't get along with and I think it's just because I enjoyed everybody I just had a good time I was living my dream and you know and I I enjoyed winning and doing things the right way so I think maybe people looked at that that you know, I was just, I was almost kind of like a goody-goody that I was always right on time for the weight room, or I'd do an extra weight room session, or they would see me as a long snapper trying to put in some extra work, trying to better myself, but I just, I, I just truly enjoyed what I did, and I think that showed to the teammates that uh, I had a good time doing it and tried to do it the
0: right way. So, it sounds like you were what we like to call a kiss-ass, a brown-noser. <laughs> I, I kind of was, yeah, no, no, I'm not kidding, I was, like, <laughs>
3: only Cruz would call me that. I would just always try to do the right thing, and like, you know, authority to me, I always ultra-respect for those people. Yeah, I was a little bit of a kiss-ass, there's no doubt about it. But uh, I like to have fun on the side, too. But if I was around the authority or, or the, the other, the higher-ups in, in Hallis Hall, I Hall, I would kiss their
0: ass for sure. Yeah, I, w- <laughs> I would call you a nerd, but you can beat me up, so I'm not going to do <laughs> that. But you know, here's the other thing. It did help me stay around for 16 years, so I kissed the right ass. Perfect, yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> Yeah.
2: I was going to say, you must be kissing the right ass as if you were a captain for 14 of those years. And uh, as some would call you a coin flip aficionado, from all those coin flips you've gotten to do, are there any memories you have uh, from calling out coin flips? Or you know, I know you were you were there in the Super Bowl. So uh, what, what's you know, your favorite memory from that? Yeah, the Super Bowl was pretty
3: darn cool. And then I remember just you know playing against Green Bay all those years. Brett Favre was all, always the other team's captain. And early in my career, maybe the second or third time we went out there. He came out, and you know shook my hand. He's like, hey, Patrick, how you doing? I'm like, he knows my name.
0: Holy <laughs> shit, he knows my name. I'm never washing <laughs> his hand again. <laughs>
3: exactly. So that was a moment where I was just, you know, you're in all these great players. You see Reggie White, I remember. That's not a coin toss story. But, like, my first year lining up across from Reggie White, I'm like, oh, my God, that's Reggie White. I'm going to be able to block him. But uh, to go back to the coin toss thing, yeah, when you're out there with Kate Manning and it's a Super Bowl and Dan Marino's standing next to you, and you know this is the biggest game going on, and it's, you felt kind of... Uh, a big honor representing the Bears out there for the Super Bowl, but yeah, that was those were always cool moments because you always got to meet, uh, you know, their other stars.
0: Yeah, speaking of the uh, Super Bowl, what was the um like the thought process on the sideline after Devin Hester's uh, kick return? Was it like, oh, uh, oh, like like now we go, we have these guys right where we want them, or was it just focus?
3: Well, I was, my mine was, oh, shoot, where's my helmet? Because I <laughs> forgot that we had to go in and kick a PAT the next play. So I was celebrating on the sideline, and Brad Maynard comes by, and he's like, hey, dude, we got I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right.
0: I got to play the second play of the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah, we're working. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly,
3: exactly. But, um, yeah, I, I felt like with our defense um, and the way we were built and the way we were winning most of the year, or at least the second half of the year, that special teams and defense were key to our wins, that we spotted ourselves seven points, and, that should have been good enough to uh, take care of Peyton Manning and what he could do offensively, but it didn't work out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's unfortunate, yeah, so, but you know what? It's it's yeah. still like one of the coolest moments in sports. So we can always.
3: No, it is. It is. It's just cool that people still talk about. it. I was just with Devin Hester over oh, for an event a couple months ago, and it was uh, him and I were doing like a question and answer with the fans, and uh, it was cool to hear him talk about it and him talk about you know the goosebumps. He's you know like I still get goosebumps on my arm talking about you know this is Devin saying he still gets goosebumps on his arm uh, talking about that play and what that meant to him. And, and it's, it was just a cool experience to hear him talk about that play.
0: Yeah, speaking of right. Hester, um, he he recently retired. Do you, do you believe he is a uh, Hall of Famer for how much he yes. uh, changed the game? Yes,
3: yes, yes. I mean, he's the greatest to do it at what he did, being the returner. And he single-handedly won games for us. Uh, well, you know, there are other guys on the team playing, but he – he made a difference in games. You look at the Arizona game where the defense had all the touchdowns, and he had the return on that Monday night game uh, to help us win the game, the Super Bowl return, many games against Minnesota where he had multiple returns. Uh, Denver, I know he had multiple returns against Todd Sauerbrun that helped us win games. And he just changed the game not only by scoring points, but he changed field position by anywhere from 10 to 20 yards, uh, either on kickoffs or punts. And, and yes, he's for sure a, a Hall of Famer.
0: So, yeah, so here is a really good question for you. Um, okay. Right. So, you bring played. I like think it's going to be amazing. Oh, oh, I mean, well, obviously, these all are uh, really good questions because we only bring the heat. But, but this, is, this is a really good one. When, all right, bring it. So when you played football at the uh, powerhouse college of Duke University, or University of Duke, um, I apologize, our, our research team didn't really look into that one. When you were on <laughs> campus and you told girls that you were on the football team, did they not believe you? Because my cousin goes to Duke, and she doesn't even know that they have a, a football team.
3: <laughs> funny story about that. I married a girl from Duke. Ooh. Uh, my wife's mm-hmm. from Duke, so I dated her for about a year and a half. My senior year, I dated her, and
0: I don't think she went to a football game until we started dating. <laughs> yeah, she she pretty much no. had to then, and it was it was probably a uh, like a chore of hers. Right. Well, then it gets
3: better. So I, you know, I'm playing my senior year. I'm I was starting tackle. I was okay at that. I had dreams of playing O-line you know, in college or in the pros, but didn't take up really happen. But uh, we had a couple coaches that had coached in the NFL before. And they said, hey, man, you're a pretty good long snapper. Teams are really looking at you for that. There's a potential, you know, you could go on and, and uh, play in the NFL doing that. So I tell my girlfriend at the time that, you know, we're going to graduate. You know, what are we going to do? Are we going to keep dating? Whatever's going to happen. I was lucky to have an internship in New York. I thought I was maybe going to work up in New York and I told her, I said, hey, you know, this long snapping thing uh, might work out in the NFL. and She's like, wait, that's a job? <laughs> yeah, so that sums up the people's thoughts of uh, Duke football. But now they're better. They've been to bowl games the last five or six years. and just put it on Northern Illinois, so they're doing better. Now it's a football school, not a basketball school. But yeah, back then, man, nobody went to the games. We were terrible, except one year we lost to Wisconsin of the Hall of Fame Bowl, which is now the Outback Bowl in 94. and That was kind of cool, because Actually, students started showing up for like the last four home games. But other than that, yeah, it's it's all dude
0: basketball, man. The program that Patrick Manley built. That's, that's what I'm <laughs> <looking at. laughs> no, 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 no,
3: no, no.
2: That's what people say all the, the time. Right uh, let's jump into uh, current Bears. Uh, as a look for a head coach, since you seem to have declined your interview, are there any names you're hearing that you really like or names that you uh, that scare you away? And I heard you talking about built on defense and special teams. Would you rather have? A defensive-minded coach or the offensive-minded coach to help Trubisky out?
3: Neither one. I just want a good head coach. I want a guy that can lead the team, lead the building where everybody in the building follows. And I'm talking about equipment managers, trainers, everything. A guy, just a leader. And then that leader has to be connected enough to bring in a really smart offensive coordinator. If that is a coach who has an offensive background, great. If it's like a Vic Fangio who has a tie to a, uh, a terrific offensive mind, great. In my opinion, I would love to see Dave Tobe lead that, lead that building. I think he's a leader of men and guys would rally around him. But he would have to blow me away with, with his offensive guy he's bringing in. I just think that's important if you are building a franchise with a young quarterback like Mister Trubisky, that you need uh, you know these so-called offensive geniuses now in the NFL. But I don't lean either way. I just want a guy where everybody in that entire building is like, hey, man, that's our guy. Whatever he says, we're doing, and he, he can lead us
0: wherever we want to go. Uh Yeah, so we bring up the um, offensive-minded coach option. Um, that is mostly to mold Mitch Trubisky into the future of the NFL that we all know he is. Do you mm-hmm. believe that so far, or did he not show you enough um, this past season to uh, convince you? You know,
3: I, I can't say uh, he's shown me enough, but he has shown improvement. What impressed me the most about him, I think, I forgot who else said it, but the NFL is not too big for him. You know, I, got to, I said this before on one of the radio stations, that I've, I've played with way too many quarterbacks, and there were some young guys, and yes, they were not the number two overall pick, but when they were young, just the NFL was way too big for them. It was too fast. They just couldn't process uh, defenses. They couldn't. They just couldn't manage the offense. Where He only started, what, 13, whatever, how many games in college. He came in, and the NFL was not too big to him. And the other thing is he didn't turn the ball over. I was uh, impressed with that. If you look at Deshaun Kaiser, who came in for the Cleveland Browns, yes, he was playing with Cleveland. But man, he had a horrible year. He he looked to me like the game was too big for him. He couldn't handle it. Throwing the ball in the opposite color jersey all the time. But he hasn't shown to Go back to Mitch. He hasn't shown enough to me to say yes, he's the answer. But definitely his arrow is pointing in the right direction.
0: Um, all right. Yeah. Perfect. Um, so looking forward to the draft. Do you do you have any uh, names in mind out of college that would help the Bears at I believe they're ninth ninth overall. Eight. eight. I think they're
3: eight, but yeah, I don't yet. I haven't gotten into that. Uh, I start probably, I let all the draft gurus start giving you all the names, and I'll start looking at some tape um, later, but I haven't. I mean, I guess I can give you positions. I would see the pass rusher or a left tackle would be the two that I would want the most. Um, I think those two could make the biggest impact on the team. I think they need one more guy opposite of Leonard Floyd. Um, and then they need, a, they need a cornerstone left tackle. If you're going to have that stud, uh, quarterback, which we hope, hope Mitch is. You need that stud left tackle to uh, protect that
0: backside. Well, that is all that I have on on my sheet, Jake. Do you got anything else?
2: Uh, real quick, what do you think about the Bears' current long snapping situation? I know they had an injury, but have you been watch? Did you watch it closely throughout the season? And did it uh, did it resolve itself? They
3: did. They found a guy that's pretty solid. Um, you know, whenever you get a long snapper, if you want to be great, you always say you got to be able to snap, protect the end, cover. Uh, I don't think the coverage part was there, but that's a hard thing to do now in the NFL with some of those athletes out there. But he did a, uh, Andrew did a really good job of field goal snapping and punt snapping. He's a very solid snapper. And if they need to go or feel comfortable with him for the future, I, I'm okay with it. I'll, I'll sign off on him.
0: Sounds good to us. All right. Well, Patrick, thank All you right, so guys. much for uh, coming on. You can follow Patrick Manley on Twitter. Pat, how's your uh, Twitter game? Uh,
3: Slow. Um, I'll drop some knowledge every now and then, but uh, I'm not a... I'm really good at reading other people's tweets, and then I'll drop some knowledge every now. and, You're and then. Really
0: good at reading. Well, congratulations. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. He's he's at Patrick Manley. Um, Pat, we really appreciate it. We will formally invite you on in the future. So big no, thank you for coming. Okay, on. I passed your first test. Yes, yes. That was okay, that, good, Good. Yeah. Good. Honestly, we weren't even um, recording. That was just uh, one big practice interview. So you ready? For the, <laughs> are you ready for the <laughs> roll one? Here we go. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm excited have got to <laughs> yeah, yeah, no problem. Well, Pat, thank you again for coming on. Um, you bet, man. Yep, and uh, best of luck in your uh, golf game this year. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks, man. Have a good uh, NFL off season right. Thank you, you too. Thanks, Pat.
1: See you guys. Woo! Woo.
2: What a, what an interview! Woo. I, I can personally say that that is the best interview I've ever heard us do with a former Bear.
0: The former Bear long snapper.
2: Yeah. I mean, there's not even many, because he was a long snapper for, like, so many years that he takes up most of the mantle there. But, uh, yeah, great interview, a lot of insight into what it's like being a long snapper, into, you know, he talks bears for a living, so he knows, he knows a lot of what's going the ins and outs. He's just a cool-ass dude, to be honest. That's the main thing, yeah. I mean, we don't just interview cool-ass dudes. We interview guys with hot takes.
0: Oh, pew pew pew! Also pew, pew.
2: to be cool dudes. but uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun.
0: Um, so other other than the NFL, there's nothing really else going on in the sports world that we could talk about and you would want to hear about. So yeah,
2: uh, the NBA is boring. The MLB, absolutely nothing's happening. So
0: yeah, uh, is going on, <laughs> but neither of us know anything about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, honestly, I don't watch hockey until the playoffs start. I mean, I'm sorry, hockey fans, but uh, you crushed them all. Just, Crushed, That's just all
0: our, crushed all of our hockey fans. So that that really uh, concludes our sports talk. Really. Um, yeah. And so Jake, you are almost done with uh, Game of Thrones. So we will have a Game of Thrones episode like, yes, after after you finish that.
2: Five more episodes. So get excited, people. That's coming.
0: <laughs> it is. It is coming. But we we're gonna save all the uh, reactions, all of the talk until our Game of Thrones episode. Um, but other than that, any, uh, big, big, um, entertainment for you?
2: Uh, big entertainment. Um, not really. I haven't seen much. I've been focused on watching Game of Thrones, uh, but that's pretty much it, actually. If... I I have a pretty boring life. Okay, uh,
0: there you go. Perfect.
2: Yeah, I watch Game of Thrones and sports, so other than that, I'm really, really ignorant of everything else in the world.
0: Well, so, well, something something that I watched last night are Dave Chappelle's two new specials.
2: On Ooh, Netflix. how are those? I'm excited.
0: They are hilarious. He's getting some backlash because he he has a lot of Trump jokes, and he actually has a whole bit on transgender people. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's it's not bad, but people just get so triggered nowadays that he's getting a lot of backlash from it. Yeah, but I, he I actually he starts the transgender one with the comment saying if he would start his career now and would have the show that he had and the jokes that he had coming up, he would not be big because people get so offended so easily. And then, yeah, it, after that, it, he's it's like... It's funny what? to me that, that people get so
2: offended by comedians. They're comedians. Exactly. You know? like they, they get a little bit more, more free reign. You, you know, know Anthony Jeselnik? I don't know how he still has a career.
0: He's, uh, yeah, he's actually pretty funny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's a hero of mine. After every, if you're wondering who that is, he's a comedian, and after every, uh, national like, or natural, national disaster, 9-11, you know, all the worst things in the world, he puts out a funny tweet hours after it happens about it. Because his uh, motto is it's never too soon. And, uh, it's always hilarious. You can go look up what time these tweets were sent, and they were at an offensively early time. So yeah, it's, it's uh, Anthony makes one of the best follows on Twitter.
0: Yeah, yeah, those are the kind of jokes where you 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 kind of laugh, but you don't feel good about it at all.
2: <laughs> no, but then you <laughs> read it like two years later, and you're like, oh my god, that's
1: hilarious.
0: Oh, it's 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 brutal. But yeah, so so Dave Chappelle has two new standups. They are hilarious on Netflix. If you get offended by them, you have a dump in your pants. Um, I can, I can see that people don't think he's funny anymore because he's, he's very reliant on telling a joke and then s- like the thing where he laughs at it and smacks the, uh, microphone to his knee. He does yeah. that, he does that a lot. It kind of seems rehearsed, but it, again, if again, if you get hung up on that, you, you're not going to find stand up comedy funny.
2: I agree. I mean, yeah, I, I think. In general, uh, stand-up comedy. I don't know. You could be not like Dave Chappelle, but uh, if you're just if you don't like him just because you're offended, then you probably just don't like uh, Dave. You probably just don't like comedy that much anymore because all you know, most good comedians are offensive. Let's be honest.
0: Yeah, it's not life's life's too sucky to be taking like um all that seriously. Like, just calm calm the frickin' heck down.
2: Did you hear how so much Netflix paid, much paid Dave Chappelle, Chappelle for that comedy special? Uh like
0: 50 million dollars, right?
2: 60 million dollars. <laughs> That's so much money. <laughs> I would offend everyone in the world for 60 million dollars.
0: In in one of the new ups or the specials, he he just talks about how rich he is and like how much he doesn't care anymore cuz of how rich he is, which is awesome.
2: Yeah. Uh, It's it's probably so true. I mean, who cares what all these people think? Because it's not like those people liked you before. People who are offended by these jokes aren't like Dave Chappelle fans. Like huge Dave Chappelle fans who are all of a sudden like heartbroken and he made a joke that offended... You know? Yeah. (laughs) It's people who are just Netflix fans. You know? The billions of people who have Netflix and then just watch it. So... But yeah, so watch, watch Dave Chappelle's
0: yeah. two new stand-ups. They are funny. The Just calm the frickin' heck down. Don't get so frickin' offended. All right? All right. You, you hear me?
2: <laughs> you know me, I was getting offended at stuff. Yeah. What, what was the interview we had where the guy was a comedian, he was talking about... Uh, oh, what
3: episode was that?
0: That was the uh, Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy yeah. Ruther.
2: He made a lot of good points about that. You know, just a little shout out to our older episodes.
0: Yeah, that's what we in the biz like to call a little. Um, what do what do we call it?
2: A plugging your own your own stuff. Sure. I'm sure. That's what call. Callback. Callback. callback.
0: That's not what I was trying to fucking think of. <laughs> I couldn't think of the word callback. Son of a gun. Well, speaking of callback, here's a brand new ep- or a segment coming up. Is that is that how you do it, Jake? Yeah,
2: that was perfect. You yeah, nailed thanks. It.
0: thanks, man. Well, me and Jake, we're, tr- we're trying to think of a segment to close this episode. We have, we've had MySpace Top 8 in, in the past where we power rank things, but we thought of our very own idea that nobody's ever come up with ever on any other famous uh, radio-like show, and we call it the stat of the week. Week. Week week, 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 yeah, pretty good, huh, it's, it's yeah. some good stuff, well, we made that
2: theme song ourselves, too,
0: yes, you can tell, I, if you, if you listen really closely, my voice is in it,
2: <laughs> so, actually, Colton sang a portion of that song, <laughs> I sure <laughs> did,
0: but the stat of the week is going to be something that caught me or Jake's attention, you know what, maybe, maybe, maybe even both, who knows, and we're just going to lay it all out on the line right there. So, Jake, I'm going to let you go first with your stat of the week.
2: My stat of the week, I'm going to go with that the Buffalo Bills have clinched a playoff berth for the first time since 1999, which snaps the longest playoff drought in professional sports history. And now it is the it is, uh, the owners of the longest sports drought, playoff drought in sports it are the Seattle Mariners. So, uh, they have not made the playoffs since 2001, which I believe was when they won like 111 uh, 11 games. So. Yeah,
0: that was each row's uh, MVP season, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm.
2: So, yeah, uh, it's been 16 years for them, but the Bills finally in the playoffs after 18 long years. So, so uh, long. good for those fans, especially because they also are the fans that put up with four straight Super Bowl losses. So.
0: Poor kids. Uh, good Poor for kids. you, Buffalo. Well, my stat of the week um, is a twofer. First stat is two seasons ago, the uh, University of Central Florida Knights football team went 0-12, did not win a single game. Um, On average, they scored less points than their opponent 100% of the time. (laughs) That's a
2: bold stat right there. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. A lot of research into that one. And... Uh, just two measly seasons later, they finish a 13-0 uh, season, perfect season. Central Florida Knights um, are your new college football national champions. Another fun
2: fact is that they beat Auburn in their bowl game, who has beat, this year alone has beaten Alabama and Georgia, the two teams in the national championship. So, really, you could say UCF got totally gypped out of, a, but their schedule, you can't really argue that their schedule deserved them to get in, but maybe they're talented, maybe they are one of the best teams in the nation, so that's a lot of fun.
0: Um, part two to my stat of the week is, on average, the typical um, NCAA football team has 100% of their players each have two hands, but Jake... How many do you think the UCF Knights have?
2: I'm, I'm guessing, guessing less, less than, that. than that.
0: They have... Well, they actually <laughs> have more. <laughs> I said zero. Yeah. Actually, I'm not really sure how I word I worded it really weird, so that one's on me. <laughs> <laughs> Part two of the stat. Shaquem Griffin. I, pro, I, I might be saying that wrong. He is a one-handed defensive lineman for the UCF Knights. That... I can't believe I've never heard of that. This dude has literally... One hand.
2: Yeah, uh, his brother is currently a defensive back for the Seattle Seahawks, I believe. Uh, I call him Shaq Griffin. I I was saying like, oh yeah, his brother's name is Shaq Griffin, and I didn't realize it's Shaquille and Shaquem. So they are both named Shaq. So so Shaquille Griffin is in the NFL for the Seahawks. Shaquem was on UCF, and uh, he had eleven and a half sacks one year. And he has three he's good. clear interceptions. He's
0: good as shit. He was the MVP of the Peach Bowl.
2: Yeah, and that's, that's so impressive. impressive. I mean, the that's three interceptions, interceptions <laughs> is what blows my mind the <laughs> most.
0: Yeah, that, uh, that's crazy. But, yeah, look it up. He's, he's just out there with a nub, and he doesn't, he doesn't really care. He's out there kicking ass.
2: Yeah. Um, my last a quick stat of the day this is actually also breaking Ooh, news. A bonus it stat happened.
0: of the day for the fans. This is big.
2: Yeah, well, I guess. But uh, there's breaking news, sort of. Reportedly, Aaron Rodgers is now dating Danica Patrick. No way. What? That is a report from uh, NASCAR people. They were seen together, which, two things. One, if I was going to have sex with any NASCAR driver, that would definitely be my pick. And two, uh, that just makes him closer to coming to Rockford, because Danica Patrick is a Rockford native. Well, not Rockford.
0: She's... Not technically Rockford. Oh it's like
2: Beloit. Or I don't know. She's saying Rockford at a Riverhawks game.
0: Yeah, she was at a Riverhawks game. Oh yeah, they're spotted at a at a dinner date according to the Green Bay Press Gazette. That's a that's a good that's one of my favorite Green Bay newspapers right there.
2: <laughs> Seriously, it's gotta be in my top fifteen Green Bay newspapers. But um yeah, that's that's a little exciting for for people.
0: That's so, so so exciting.
2: It's really wow. weird, actually. But uh, yeah.
0: Well, if um, going back to your NASCAR comment, uh, Danica's number two. I, if it's if we're, if we're going in the past, I'll take I'll take uh, Jeff Gordon.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm partial to
0: Dick Trickle. Dick Trickle, he's he's up there. He is up but,
2: there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say Dan Patrick, in terms of current NASCAR drivers, got to be the hottest.
0: Correct. Sorry, I'm reading up on this uh, Aaron Rodgers, Danica Patrick article. It is riveting. <laughs> oh, wow, this is big. The rest of the report was vague, saying only that an onlooker said that Danica and Aaron were all over each other, kissing, and couldn't stop keeping their hands off each other. What a terrible... Influence for the young crowd. That is not who I want leading. <laughs> shame. That is not who I want leading my football team. All right. Yeah, I, want, I, thought, I
2: thought he was gay. All, the, all my Bears fans friends keep telling me Rodgers is gay. So this is really nothing
0: wrong with that. But uh, just, I thought I had a chance.
2: I'm a little pissed.
0: Well, this this is a turn. If I'm the Packers, I'm just cutting him. And if I'm the NFL, <laughs> I am blacklisting him. He's he's the next Colin Kaepernick. Keep your tongue in your mouth, Aaron. You pervert. Ass. Yeah,
2: have, have some, some decency, decency, you sick fuck. Jesus. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: that's a, our that, what, what a way to mean, end the show. Yeah, though, I a little uh, breaking Even if we didn't have any, uh, like, even if we did have other topics, I couldn't go on. I'm, I'm disgusted.
2: <laughs> yeah, we even if we did have more to talk about, I, did. I'm floored.
0: That so. was that was too much for me. So, well, big thank you to Pat um that was uh <laughs> <laughs> after all that just hey thanks pat uh follow us on twitter.com at backup qb underscore blog backup qb underscore blog go to facebook give us a like go to youtube and search backup quarterback colton c-o-l-t-o-n follow me at colton st vincent follow jake at One at c o l t o n s t dash v i n c e n t is my venmo i have yet to get any money from it <laughs> what
1: <laughs> you've been giving it out for like three weeks
0: i know it's, it's um, i i got i got nothing to say i really don't a lot of mumbling but um what else what else jake anything else uh no make,
2: make sure you go pat follow pat manley he's always doing good stuff for the score and for uh just around Chicago.
0: He, is, he so. is doing good stuff. If, and uh, if, if, you, if any of you out there know any professional athletes who really want to go on a local Rockford, Illinois podcast, send them our way. How about that? Yeah. Seriously, that's, a, that's a great advice. Thank you. And if any
2: of you see any professional athletes you know, just, just shamelessly, shamelessly making out in public, make sure you shame them because <laughs> that is disgusting. Make
0: sure you and a group of people throw like tomatoes at them because that makes me sick to my freaking stomach. Aaron Rodgers
2: Yeah, seriously, that's disgusting Thanks, Aaron yeah. I thought you were kissing dudes, not women
0: <laughs> usually, we have, usually we have final thoughts But I'm just so pissed off about Aaron Rodgers <laughs> Those are both of our final thoughts I'm living right now
2: Keep it in your mouth, Aaron
0: Frick! Oh yeah, go to org too That's our website But frick!
2: And, uh, frickin' A, man Frickin' A
0: All right um, go with Christ.
2: Yep. He, he, let, let Christ be the banana to your peanut butter and jelly. Okay.
1: <laughs> she paints her nails and she don't know friend on the phone, she'll wash her hair, his dirty clothes, are all he gives to her. And he's got posters on the wall.